Hey, golfers, welcome back to the podcast. This is Chasing Your Best. This podcast is and still dedicated to the golf learning curve. I'm here to help facilitate your learning curve, whatever that is. I hope I can offer you some information to help point you the right direction. I also have some homework for you this week. I'm going to do a listener Q&A coming up. I want you to submit your most deepest burning questions about the golf swing or golf game, anything golf related. We could talk about fitting. I'd, I'd like to talk about course management. I'd like to talk about decisions. I'd like to talk about golf swing, ball striking, dynamics, things that can help push you the right direction, whether it's being a better driver, better iron player, better wedge player, better putter, better chipper better decision maker, things like that. Anyway, give me your questions, reach out to me via socials or send it to my email. It's all linked in the description thing at the bottom of this podcast. I'm always excited to hear about what's on your mind and what's what, what do you think your barriers are to helping you hit that next stage of development. And today that's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about development and the learning curve. I think that golf swing things are important. I think that Theory is important, but I do want you to understand kind of the overarching phases of development. I think it's easier, at least it's always been easier for me to process information if I kind of understand the whole and then I can break it down into smaller frameworks or fragments that just help divide up that pie into more manageable chunks that we can process and, and work through and work towards. So let's go through kind of the over, what I consider to be the overarching framework for development of golf and golf swing and golf game. There are lots of little sub-segments to this. And it this isn't saying that this is everything that a golfer can do. And, and But these are definitely major phases that I think we can bucket each stage of development into. The very first phase, the very first thing I think every golfer should do and go through and, and become proficient in is learning to move well learning to move like a golfer. That's very, very important. And all that pursuit is, is learning to to turn around a fixed axis, around a head that's relatively still, around a center of the hips that are relatively still. Uh, they can sway just a touch, but we're trying to be relatively still with our motion as our body turns and corkscrews back and then turns and corkscrews through and the weight shifts onto the target side foot. The arms stay relatively straight through the process and we finished balanced on our target side foot with our body and our joints extended upward as if you're about to leave the ground, but you're not actually going to leave the ground. Your hips are slightly in front of your back, providing a slight arch in the upper back and the hips being in front of that. And it should be a very balanced rock solid position where everything is facing the target and you're, you're looking at that nice high ball flight flying towards the green. So being able to move well, I consider that to be the very first stage of development, because if you don't move well, everything changes, meaning that you will compensate forever for poor movement. And it should not take forever to build good movement. Now this phase, we can always come back to this phase, no matter where we are, and we can always add a tighter variance. So for example, if I was a 90 shooter and I I developed pretty good movement, but now I wanna be an 80 shooter or a 70 shooter, we can come back to this framework and we can we can tighten up our variance. So what does that mean? That means we can move better, we can clean up things, and we can just allow ourselves less flexibility or in in the process. And that's all that means. We just want to clean things up, tighten things up, 
And that process never really changes as you get better. It's just the variance gets tighter. So a really good player, they have a much tighter variance in how they're allowed to move and control the club and things like that. So that's kind of the bottom of the pyramid, if you will. We want to learn to move well. It never goes out of style. The basics never go out of style. We can always come back to it, refine it, work on it, polish it. But just know that moving well is ultra important because if you don't move well, it impacts everything later. Now, phase two, or kind of that next layer up, if you will, is learning to have a predictable ball flight. I think this is that thing that most players jump into because they're like, oh yeah, I want to hit the golf ball straight. And hitting the golf ball straight is a great pursuit, but a lot of players skip stages here. They don't learn to create consistent contact. They don't learn to create relatively a square club face. They don't learn to create centeredness of hit, which are all ingredients that go into creating a relatively predictable ball flight. This can vary, again, depending on the stages of development. But for the entry-level person or the person who's just kind of learning or, or for some of you that don't have a predictable ball flight, you have to master these three ingredients. You have to be able to hit the ground in front of the golf ball. You have to be able to point your club face at or near the target. So we have to have some kind of basic club face control. And then third, we have to be able to hit it near the middle of the club face. All those three ingredients are necessary to help create predictability in your ball flight. If you don't have any of those ingredients, you need to work on them. And they can be segmented out and worked on separately. But just understand that we need all of them to create predictability in our ball flight pattern. And for most of us that don't have this yet, this is a massive opportunity to create a big return on fun having more fun on the golf course, making the game more interesting and being able to create course management decisions because now all of a sudden you kind of have some idea where your golf ball is going. Now, for some of you that are better players and like, oh yeah, this is boring. I hit the golf ball okay. I hit the golf ball pretty good. Again, this step is important for you. It's just important in a tighter variance. So for that player that wants to play really, really well, now we need to be super dope with our club face. We need to have excellent low point control. We need to have excellent centeredness of hit and also control or an idea of how our swing path is moving and consistency in that variance. So having a predictable ball flight is important and it's something that we'll never master. We can only hope to sharpen sharpen that edge, become tighter, become better. And the better you get, the harder it gets at, at, at making gains in this department. It's not easy. So let's say we're moving well and we have some predictability to our ball flight. The kind of the third pillar of development is it's a pretty broad pillar, honestly, but I kind of bucket all these things into it because they're all, to me, they're all part of things that are going to help us really get a return on our golf score. And this is skill development, course management, and short game or things that are around the green. So let's break those down. Skill development basically means using your golf swing to help create better golf shots more frequently. Learning how to use your golf swing to maybe de-loft or add loft to the club. Learning how to use your golf swing to make the ball curve right or curve left. Learning how to use your golf swing to troubleshoot. Those are all really fun ways to practice and very productive ways to practice to help get a return on your golf score. Short game and putting can never be overlooked as as their importance comes to scoring the golf ball. Short game, wedge play, and putting are ultra, ultra important. I've done podcasts on this before, 
But just know that 50% of your golf score will always come within 50 yards of the hole. So as you're prioritizing your practice time, make sure you're allocating enough time to working on your short game and your putting if creating better golf scores is something that's important to you. I say that because it's, it is it is important to most, but it's not important to everybody. Some people just want to go out and hit the golf ball high and straight and have fun, and, and that's cool, and I like that. So we have skill development, basically learning to use our tools, learning to use them differently, learning to apply them differently, short game and putting, and then course management. This is another, this is just a big piece of how do we score the golf ball efficiently? How do we manage our way around the golf course to become efficient? And this is something that I find as players get better, you can also get a large return on, relatively large return on how you play the game. Because as you're making bad decisions, that might cost you a stroke or two strokes. And two strokes to a four handicap is a big deal. One, two, three strokes, those are big deals. Basic course management, I think everyone should have a concept of what they want to accomplish, how they'd like to work their way around the course. But the reality is in the beginning, the majority of your development happening is just learning to be able to make a swing at that golf ball and make it go high and make it go relatively where you're aiming or looking, having that predictability to your ball flight. But as you dive and dig deeper and deeper down that rabbit hole, it becomes more and more important to really understand the decisions you're making, giving yourselves the highest percentage chances at hitting the green and leaving yourself an uphill putt and leaving yourself a putt that you have a chance at making. All these decisions add up to become your golf score and and they can be great opportunities for, for players to whittle strokes off of their handicap. So let's review all this. And I know it's a lot of information, but I just wanted to kind of put it out there because understanding your development is important. Understanding the bucket of development you're in is important. So first we have good movement. Everyone should pursue good movement. It's kind of the bottom of the pyramid. It never goes out of style. Second, we have predictability to our ball flight. How do we create predictability to our ball flight? Well, we hit it near the middle of the club face. We have a low point that's in front of the golf ball when the ball is on the ground and we're able to point our club face at or near our target. That's how you create predictability to your ball flight. All of those things can require different drills and work to help you get there, but they're all equally important in creating a golf shot that you can trust and and you can go out and play with your friends and have some idea your golf ball, you know where your golf ball is going to go and you're not going to shank it. Yeah, the S word. I know it's terrible. And then skill development. This is a massively broad bucket of development, but so, so important. And honestly, this is where better players are going to spend their careers mainly. And, and always looking back at how we can do the other things better, like move well and add more predictability to our ball flight. But this is where a lot of great players are going to spend their time is learning to use their tools efficiently, learning to develop their short game, their putting, and learning to shave off strokes, and then being good at course management, making decisions that are going to add up and compound and shooting the best possible golf scores. Well, y'all, I want to thank you for hanging out. Hope this episode brought some clarity to, to maybe what stage you're in or what stage is important for you. All of these stages are important. None of them should ever be skipped over. You don't ever get to go past one and never come back to it. You have to make sure 
everything is in place to play your very best golf. I just wanted to put this information out there so you had a kind of a framework. You can kind of sort through some of the things you might be working through because what's a disaster is if you're out trying to play golf and you have five or six different swing thoughts and you don't know what you should be working on. If you at least know what you should be working on or what stage of development you're in, you have power, power in time, power in knowing that you're working on the right thing that's gonna add value to your game later. I appreciate you all for hanging out. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week.